Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me, uh, let me hear you a little bit. Check, check. Talking with Monk and Alan in Alabama. Cool, cool. Check, 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 check. All right, we're good. I'm always the loudest one. <laughs> Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We are at the Green Room in Saturn in Birmingham, Alabama. I have Monk here with me and Molly from... Uma Blue. Uma Blue. Yes. So, uh, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm having a really good time. It's my first time uh, playing in Alabama, so it's been a really fun weekend. Yeah. So, Molly and Uma Blue, there's a whole burlesque-like mm-hmm. element to this thing. Can you tell us that story? Yeah, well, I don't want to get anyone excited. I don't strip on stage anymore, but um, <laughs> I, uh, it's... I've never seen any burlesque that actually completely strips, so... No, it's not yeah. like that. It's yeah. it's like, uh, it's tasteful stripping, but more sure. or less the same thing, but um, yeah, Uma Blue was a character that I, um, I used to be super stage fright, and I went to acting school in Chicago when I turned 18, so I had to get over it, and I found burlesque as this kind of, like, avenue that acted as kind of this, like, catalyst to mm-hmm. fearlessness I guess and um, I had been playing music like in the closet <laughs> more or less for like many years and I just kind of found this persona to kind of step into so it's a it's a burlesque inspired like stage persona it's like my um, what's it called security blanket sure yeah like I totally get it because I mean I go by monk on the radio but my name is Shane mm-hmm. so Shane is a very introverted quiet like person that doesn't really love the public as much but when i would go out on radio events and i'd go out as monk you had to put the mask it on. like mm-hmm. no it just it just mm-hmm. like it clicked i knew i was out as monk yeah. so it like freaking clicked so it was so much easier so has the uma blue persona has it kind of drawn you out personally like in your own life I'd say definitely. I mean, I think that's why, like, people are encouraged to do the arts generally, is, or especially performance, you know, just kind of, like, get more comfortable with yourself and, like, not caring what somebody might think, I guess. Yeah. But it's fun. Like, my best friend calls me Uma because I think they see it as, like, the best version of me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, it's nice to, like, a lot of people would ask, like, where is the dividing line between you and Uma? And I was like, that's up to you, <laughs> you know? There, that's a good way to look at it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... For for me, I like to think that the, the monk persona is just like the drunken Shane. Sure, yeah. Not like that for you, but yeah. And so, uh, originally from the Illinois area, I'm originally from Cleveland, actually. Um, but I've lived in Chicago since 2013. So 
Somebody, I don't, Chicagoans will get mad, but I think uh, someone told me once you live there for 10 years, you're like an honorary Chicagoan, so I'm just on that cusp. Yeah, so how did you get hooked up with our flabbers? You know, um, I work with this guy, Colin Smith, back in Chicago. He's like a, he's really involved in the scene and everything, and it was like the height of the pandemic, and we've been sitting on this album forever, and we were like getting ready to do something with it, and everything kind of fell apart, so... We were trying to figure out what to do in the meantime, and so Colin started doing label outreach, and I think he's done press for Earth Libraries before, so it was just kind of like a, I wish I had a more romantic story, it was really just strictly business, Um, but it's been really fun, I love Earth Libraries, it's been, um, you know, you hear so many horror stories about the music industry, Mm -hmm. and we're like just getting started, so we're like as vulnerable as you could be, and it's been... um, really nice to go through like the learning curve of contracts and all of that with them what about this venue saturn you're playing tonight how cool is this are you staying here tonight i wish i wish no we're staying in um a very glamorous motel but um (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean we showed up and we weren't really sure what to expect like we you know like i said we've never been down here and um it's been beautiful. We played Moms last night, too. Yes. Like, Alabama's got, like, some cool really... Place, yeah. We, um... It was funny. Our waitress um, from dinner last night ended up coming to our show. And we were like, no way. And she was like, everybody sleeps on Alabama. And I'm like, I can see. Like, this is really <laughs> cool. This is such a special venue, too. Like, it's got... You know, I love um, a little kitschy thing. So it's been really fun. We felt like we walked into Pizza Planet or something. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the sound up here was so good. Like, we just, you know, I didn't know what to expect. So it's been like a lot of really pleasant surprises. Yeah. yeah we've been doing some podcasts while you were playing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, she's so powerful. Is there any way we could shut the door a little more? <laughs> 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 yeah, my roommates too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a great set. Thank um, you. So, first time in Alabama, first time in Birmingham. I call this place the mecca of music when it comes to Alabama. Uh, you have Earth Library, you have uh, Cornelius Chapel, you have all these great musicians here in town. Oh, Elegante. Oh, Elegante. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you mentioned Mom's Basement and Saturn, which uh, me and, and Work Play, uh, Avondale Brewing across the yep. street, uh, Little Italy's like. This is really home to a lot of great venues and uh, just great people who are fans of music who are going to come out and support it. The people that we have had in the crowds are real cool, really cool, really supportive, and they just seem, like, generally interested. I wish we could be here for a whole week and just, like, venue hop, you know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. So uh, with the new album, uh, is this the first one that's going to be released with Earth Libraries? Yeah, it's our uh, first one ever and uh, first one with Earth Libraries, and I'm really excited to see how it does. And it comes out in November? I think, so we have a, as far as I know, a single coming out in the start of November, and then our full album, a couple more singles, and our full album will be out in uh, later half of March. I had on my notes, I said, um, date, question mark. So, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't yeah. find it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I was like reading a bunch of uh, like, I guess um, not interviews, but but articles about you. And one of the things that I noticed was unguarded lyrics. Mm. Yeah, someone what, else wrote what, that. What exactly but... <laughs> does unguarded lyrics mean? I think. Um... I laugh now because I so I'm 26 now. I started writing this album, I think, like unknowingly when I, between like 19 and 24, and yeah. so I was um, 
really unafraid to be as angsty as possible. And I kind of laugh at myself now because I'm like, the melodrama is real intense. But and I wasn't kidding. You know what I mean? Like, I was not kidding. Um, So I think that um, but I think people appreciate that. You know, I like I'm not trying to hide the fact that, like, I was upset. (laughs) So so, so does that come from just just being a a late teenager? Does that come from a certain Band? Does that come from family? I mean, are your parents real outspoken? I, yeah, they're big personalities. Um, I think it's, uh, I think it's probably a combination of things, but I think it's also that. I, so I got my first guitar when I was eight, and I just kind of like never was really in the right community to be like exploring music. And I think, just, I mean, it's it's not a shameful thing, but I think that just since I didn't have the right like avenue, I didn't really get to get into it. So by the time I finally started to get writing songs, it was just like, it, this has to come out. It was kind of like, you know, pulling the plug on something. And it's all just, I wrote really fast, you know, a lot of these songs came out in like one or two sittings really. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, it just kind of was like, I got, so I got sent to boarding school when I was 16. So it's kind of like, a hard place to really be like making your own choices and stuff. And so then I got to Chicago after living in like rural New Hampshire, which I did not like. And um, I'm surrounded by all this music and it just felt really urgent that I just really wanted to be a part of this. And I knew that I was exactly where I needed to be and I felt it super strongly. So it just was like, this has to happen now. So I think that that's where, (laughs) you know, I was joking about my band the other day. I was like, um, I think I learned to sing uh, by singing along to like Marine and the Diamonds and like Florence and the Machine and stuff. And you know they're super belty, oh, so one, I was like, you one know, one of the best female vocalists ever. So Powerful, great, a powerhouse like you. Thank you. And your vocals. Yeah, well, I mean, it's all about copying. So yeah. I just I learned from them, and I think I just I was joking with my band. I was like, yeah, that's why I belt on every single song. Yeah. <laughs> I just but thought I mean, that's what was what yeah, it was. So, I mean, I mean, at this point though, nothing's original. So I mean, we've all got to pull from somewhere. Because right. that mm-hmm. was going to be my next question: Who are your influences? Where did this come from? This yeah. this this power that you have behind your vocals. So, yeah, Florence and the Machine. Florence and the Machine, Angel Olsen, Nico, Patsy Cline for sure. Yeah, I you know Patsy Cline talk about lyrics. You know, yeah. I know she did a lot of like renditions of songs that they've done over and over. But like, I mean, the way that she even performed them, it, they felt very new and just. You know, she really sings from like the bottom of her gut, and I think that's what I'm trying to totally. pull out. Yeah, yeah. It really reminded me of like uh, Erica Winstrom of like Heartless Bastards. Uh, I've never um, heard of uh, them actually. She's got a very powerful voice. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah, she's good. Cool. Yeah, it's one more reference. Yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we touched on it just a little bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about the 2020 for you, and what was uh, the experience like of living did through the stop pandemic? Tour, yeah. Stop touring, or what did that look like for you? Uh, you know, we actually, I, we had, so we did this, uh, I did this thing called Uma's Room back in Chicago where I, um, I like, I always liked going to like museums and stuff where it's like, you feel like you're immersed in it, like the costumes and stuff. So we did a lot of shows, I think three of them where we tried to like build sets and play on them so that people felt like they could be a, in on it. And those are always really special for me. So we did one on Valentine's Day, which was like, I think maybe a week or two before, at least in Chicago, all the stuff started getting shut down. So we were a lot of people's last shows. So I was like feeling pretty decent about the fact that at least the last show that we played was a, was one that was really cool. And one that I think went well and was special for people. Um, But 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of, I was pretty existential following that, where you're like, I mean, I guess this is just a situation. Like, I kind of honestly just didn't listen to music for maybe, like, six to eight months. Like, I just was like, I can't even... I can't mourn this right now, that I can't have this in real life and, and deal with that. And just also, like, we are at such, a, like, a beginning part of our career that it's like I just I just was like this is just what it is right now and yeah. I you know I guess I'll deal with it at some point and I just kind of was like I guess I'm gonna take a break and I kind of leaned into that because that was the option that I had at the time and then um actually I had to move back to my parents they live on this farm in Ohio so in the height of the winter <laughs> I went back and lived there and was so just, you know, what am I doing? What's the future? And then we got hooked up with Earth Libraries. So honestly, it, for me, I mean, it, it didn't feel good. It was obviously hard for a lot of people. But I think it was just like, these are the options we have. And I waited it out. And I mean, I've ended up here. So I think it's mm-hmm. gone pretty well. Yeah. So uh, what is, what's the future look like? You got the album coming out. What about uh, uh, tour dates coming up or... What's next? That's the big goal. I mean, I I think everything's kind of in the works right now. We just finished tying up all of our assets to get the album cycle going. So I'm looking to, you know, really hit the ground running after, like, having a year of no choices. And now it's like, you got to... I feel that same urgency, you know, like, when I first got to Chicago and it's like, the time is now. Like, you got to do it. So... Hopefully, I'm hoping to get on the road maybe sometime next summer, just like, I mean, but this is all just spitballing at the moment, but, you know, the album coming out in its own will be a huge thing for me, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping to, we have more demos, we started working on some stuff in quarantine, um, and we want to try some stuff out, you know, I want to try to, like, maybe hop in off guitar a little bit so I can, like, move a little bit more on stage and just... Yeah, I think that we're just gearing ourselves up to get on the road and really, like, serve up something that's super authentically ours. And, you know, we're just going to see what happens. But I don't know. I kind of feel liberated in the despair, you know. It's just yeah. like, well, what yeah. can you do wrong, really? You know, yeah. like, I just want to do it all. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the guys involved in the band. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, I, we were just talking the other day because we were having, like, you know, a couple drinks into moms and, like, sentimental about the whole thing. And it's just kind of funny how we've all ended up together. It's been, like, really, they just kind of, like, arrived, you know? I feel like people with, like, stray dogs, you know, like, yeah, when they just showed up. <laughs> just, just pull up, open the door, and I'll hop in. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah. The stray dog plays drums. Yeah, he's super talented. I don't know where he learned. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, it, it's Chicago's super saturated with, like, a ton of talent. So I'm lucky to be where I am in that way. Um, but, yeah, it just... It happened super naturally. Like, I, I was kind of playing with one drummer and trying to, like, make a band concept for this. Like, I wrote all the all these songs that I sang tonight existed at once as solo songs. But I knew I wanted to, like, build them into a bigger production. And we recorded with Mike. He's my lead guitarist, like, co-producer. Super. He's been with me since the beginning and really helped me, like, alchemize everything. So he's kind of like your co-songwriter? In a way, yeah. He's added, or, like... Or do you write everything on guitar? Yeah, so okay. I'll come in with like the song, at least on this album. I think we might be a little bit more collaborative on future songs, but 
I showed up with basically this album written guitar park structure and vocals all done. And we, you know, maybe tweak some things here and there because I like, I'm not classically trained. Like I said, I was like playing in a closet. So I was, I'll think I'm writing in 4-4 and I'll show up and they're like, dude, that's 6-8. And then it turns into (laughs) 7-8 and then you're back. So I think my natural rhythm is kind of like funky. Um, So we'll kind of like iron it out so that the drums and everything makes sense and like other things can exist on it. Um, So yeah, he's kind of been, at least on this album, I kind of went to him and I mean, he's a super genius. I like, can play everything just like, you know, really cool. So he came in and wrote, I think uh, he wrote the bass parts and the guitar parts. And I had uh, one prior drummer before Steven who did the drums on this, but um, Steven since came in and kind of made him his own. Steven's a legend in Chicago. We like literally can't believe he's with yeah. us. Yeah. He's brilliant. Um, and I think Mike just like asked him, to come in. So you have the drummer from, like, he's done some big stuff? He is just a talent. Yeah, I mean, like, he's... If he's played with Joan Jett, then you can say, I've got Joan Jett's drummer. You know what I mean? So, or... No, I mean, I think around Chicago, like, there was, um, he's gone on a bunch of tours with, like, this dude, like, El Martin that did pretty well. Um, he, he drums for this, like, Irish dance company, oddly enough. Oh, my God. So I, it's really cool, you know what I mean. <laughs> totally. So uh, yeah, I mean he just plays kind of all around the city, and like uh, you know everybody kind of knows him. So amongst us, I think he would never say that, but he's like a total legend. Yeah. Um, and then Luke was just like my. I had another guitar player, and things kind of went awry with that. Just kind of like a little bit of a clash on my funky timing and all of that. And I remember I came. He, I, we were like in a shared living space at the time, and I was like, I just you know. I just fired my guitarist and he was, can I play? I was like, I mean, sure. I didn't hear any funky timing tonight. No, it all was, so, in, it was Oh, that's... I, it all sounded like it was very cohesive and... Man, I gotta there. stop dragging myself in the dirt then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave yourself too hard of a time. Uh, just to walk the thing out the door, uh, social media yeah. and uh, with uh, the singles that are coming out, where can people find those? So everything should be on um, you know any streaming service you could possibly find. We're at Uma Blue on everything. That's U-M-A. I spelled it B-L-O-O to be kind of cute, I guess. So um, yeah, Instagram's where I post the most. I'm like just a little too old to figure out TikTok, but I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um but yeah, I mean, you and maybe LO, I don't think anyone shares the name. There's a Puma Blue, don't get confused. <laughs> Puma and Uma. There you go. I know, yes. we should tour, right? Well, Molly, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. This is really nice thank to you. talk to you. Thank you.